everybody, thank you so much for joining the Art of Conversation live. This week, I'm really excited to get to bring you a partner episode. We have one of our awesome Salesforce consulting partners, Redpoint Solutions, joining us today. I'll be speaking with Dana Rez, and we'll be discussing the intricacies of ISV relationships and some of the ins and outs and benefits that both ISVs and consulting partners have to reap from one another. Without further ado, here's Dana Rez. Well, uh, Dana, thank you so much for coming on the Art of Conversation Live. I'm really excited to get to do a partner episode. Uh, I think this is our first partner episode, actually, with one of our U.S. referral partners. Um, so really excited to get to talk, you know, Salesforce channel, uh, talk a bit about, you know, the relationship that ISVs have with consulting partners and, you know, what are the real benefits of those. So uh, before we dive in, if you want to just go ahead and maybe give us an introduction, tell us a bit about yourself and we'll get going. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, I'm glad that we could be the first the first partner conversation. Um, that's exciting. So yeah, my name is Dana Rest. I'm the CEO of Redpoint Solutions. Uh, we're a Salesforce consulting and development company based in Denver, Colorado. Um, we've been in business for about 20 years and focused on Redpoint, or sorry, focused on Salesforce um, specifically for the past 15 years. So we're kind of one of the older uh, boutique Salesforce companies here in Colorado. Awesome. That's nice. How did you find, I mean, when you very first started getting, I always think it's interesting to note like when, how people have made their way into Salesforce as like a channel and as like an industry, um, because it's always unique. I feel like nobody sets out and be like, you know what, like I'm going to, I'm going to set out and be a CRM consultant. So how did you get into the business and kind of what, what started the whole process of, you know, Redpoint becoming a Salesforce consultancy? Yeah, totally. So, um, so Redpoint was doing Salesforce development, uh, long before I actually joined the company. Um, so I actually joined the company a couple of years ago and then became CEO, but I got into Salesforce consulting a little while ago. I was actually doing just enterprise software consulting, um, working on some other platforms outside of Salesforce. And I really kind of loved the work, loved consulting, loved working with a ton of different businesses. It became clear that Salesforce was kind of the leader in the space, or at least the leader in the part of the space that I enjoyed working with. So I made kind of a strategic decision to um, transition my career off of some of the other tools that I was working on and kind of go um, all in on Salesforce. So it wasn't the most kind of like uh, organic or serendipitous journey. Like I kind of made a calculated decision that the Salesforce ecosystem is like thriving. It's, you know, it's kind of the biggest ecosystem out there. Um, and that's kind of the, the space that I wanted to be in. Thinking about like other things in, in regards to setting up ISV relationships as like as a Salesforce consultant, I am always so curious to know because I don't really know much about the business development side of Salesforce consultancies or what winning business looks like for you guys. But you know, what is what is the role that having these ISV partnerships play in helping you win business and then helping you ultimately deliver solutions to to your customers? So having these relationships with ISV partners ahead of time. It, it helps create better user experiences, just like full stop. So creating good user experiences for us is like, the, that's the entire business that we're in. It's kind of the only thing we care about. Um, so from a consulting side, like when, when a customer comes to us with a business problem, they don't usually come to us and say like, hey, we're looking for a CTI solution. We need you to evaluate them. They're usually coming to us with a more abstract kind of business problem, right? We're looking for a way to, um, you know, communicate with our customers in, in such and such way as part of our sales or, or post-sales implementation process, et cetera. Um, so when we have these relationships already set up, 
like the entire experience for the customer is just so much better. So we can speak intelligently about the different products and services that we're familiar with. Um, we can quickly get answers to like, if there's technical questions that the customer has or some nuance in their implementation that we want to make sure is going to work well with a solution. Um, you know, we can like smoothly introduce the ISV partner, set up demos, ask follow-up questions, just that whole sort of human interaction part of the process goes so much smoother. Mm-hmm. And then I think from the ISV side, there's also a lot of value in like getting insights from the consultants about like what the real pain points are, how best to position the product, what features to highlight. Um, and I think there's a level of trust coming into the conversation from kind of an existing relationship mm-hmm. as opposed to if they just reached out to you cold. So I think really just from start to finish, like so from from vetting different solutions, co-selling, um, implementations go smoother, the support is higher quality. Um, I think the entire customer experience end-to-end is just, I mean, it's just totally better if, um, if those relationships exist already. And if they're good relationships, they're not just, you know, kind of contractually based. Yeah, and I would say too, you know, ISV partnerships and consultant relationships, like it's not a new concept probably, right? Like, I mean, this is something that's been going on probably since the dawn of time as far as the app exchange is concerned. But I'm, I am curious because in the last year, there's been so much change that has happened um, just into the way that we work with the pandemic and with people move, going remote and then also just with market fluctuations. I'm really curious to know, you know, how has COVID affected the ask of Salesforce consultants when you're doing your business development work? Do the requests look different? Are they more complex? Um, you know, what does is, what is the ask really look like uh, for you guys right now? And, and has it changed at all since the start of the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah, it has changed. I think, um, you know, so one of the big themes of COVID in general is just that it's, so COVID is kind of accelerating trends that were already happening, right? So I think over the next 10 years, there was going to be kind of a slow shift to work from home and COVID just sort of condensed that into like, you know, a four or eight week period. Now, all of a sudden, everybody has to work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like working from home is just one example because it's, it's relevant here, but just in the broader marketplace, COVID has accelerated a lot of trends. Um, so one of the things we're seeing is that like customers are coming to us for they're coming to us for a wide, wider variety of things and kind of earlier in the decision-making process. Um, and so if, so when a customer is kind of thinking about a business challenge and thinking about how to solve it, um, all, so all of their thought process now is going through the lens of sort of needing to be remote first. So they're looking through, you know, they're looking at things through the lens of, we need something that's digital first. We need something that's cloud-based, um, maybe something that, integrates directly with our Salesforce implementation. Um, let's reach out to Redpoint and see what they think about this. Where in the past, they might've approached a problem like in a totally different way. So instead of looking for kind of a CRM centric, you know, sort of cutting edge CTI tool, they might've just been setting up landline phones in their office and they yeah. wouldn't have ever <laughs> consulted us about that. And so it sort of forced us to become um, more involved with these sort of digital transformation conversations than we, than we were before. Um, or just to choose another example, like with, um, you know, contract management, which is a big, which is a big theme in Salesforce. It's not just that companies were trying to decide between using um, like DocuSign versus HelloSign. You know, they were deciding between using DocuSign or just leaving a stack of papers on their boss's desk in a little right. basket. Um, but now that's not an option. So, so the decision-making process starts with 
digital first, starts with cloud-based. Oftentimes that starts with kind of your CRM or what's your core sort of business application. So we're getting brought into more conversations and we're getting brought into conversations earlier. Um, and I think that inevitably then kind of trickles down to the ISV because a lot of these problems that we're being asked to think about and asked to solve are problems that ISV partners are already solving. And so I think we're bringing um, those partners into conversations a lot earlier, a lot when we're kind of in the like discovery or exploratory mode and we're not in this sort of hardcore, you know, vetting the product functionality and all of that. So we're having more kind of brainstorming conversations, um, solution architecting conversations and, and less conversations where we're just sort of like, you know, comparing pricing. Right. Which I think is honestly, I wonder if that's, you know, something that's maybe going to start to separate, you know, or make us a, a separation, if you will, in the market of just like Salesforce consultants, because I think those Salesforce consultancies who are equipped with ISV relationships and are prepared to have more diverse conversations. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of Salesforce consultancies who did tons of Salesforce implementations and never once, um, you know, had a conversation around CTI or didn't necessarily outside of maybe setting up their BDR team with like high velocity sales or outreach or something like that, never even had to talk about, you know, well, who's, what phone provider are you using? Um, and rightfully so, right? I think that, you know, telephony is just a, is a complex business in itself. Um, and so I, I think my personal opinion is that, you know, consultancies can only do, I would say, benefit by, can only benefit from um, having established relationships um, that will allow them to kind of offer a more broader range of services to their, to their, to their ultimate customers. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that, I mean, so now it's December of 2020 and I'm still having the experience where I, I will, I'll call up a company that I have a relationship with, right? A long-term relationship with like maybe my cable company or something. And the first thing I hear is that, you know, due to the unprecedented situation with COVID-19, that call times are going to be longer than usual or that the uh, call centers close and that there's nobody there to answer the phone and all this stuff. And I personally feel like we're getting to the point where we're like, um, you know, six, seven, eight, nine months into the situation where is that, is that really acceptable anymore? I, I don't think that, I don't think most of our customers are having that problem. I think that they've adapted or they didn't really have to adapt because they had these systems in place um, to begin with where they're able to manage their team remotely. They're able to operate, you know, their business without coming into an office every day. And so, I don't know. I think that the market's, the market's clearly heading in that direction. And yeah. um, I think if you can't adapt to it, it's going to end up becoming um, a detriment to your business. So it's, I don't know, it's something that everybody needs to be thinking about. Yeah, no, and I would say, you know, for us, that's another place like that our partnerships have become so vitally important because now more than ever, we're providing joint solutions. Oftentimes, I think before COVID hit, um, we would have these conversations around like, you know, what's the best time to bring cloud call into a customer? What's the best time to make an introduction? And we used to think on an on complete you know, honesty, we kind of thought that if a customer was already implemented on Salesforce, or maybe they already had, you know, um, a consulting partner, and, and that kind of decision to use Salesforce and to use it in a certain way was already 
made, then it made our jobs of like, you know, implementing cloud call um, easier. And we, we kind of, I think for a long time preferred those types of opportunities. But what I think has happened in the last year is, is, you know, people are waking up and realizing, whoa, 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 I have all of these dis disparate systems happening, um, broken processes. And I essentially, for them to work in an efficient remote fashion, need them all to come together and kind of in one place, um, which is the ask that's been brought to, you know, you guys in, in the consulting world. But what it's done kind of secondarily is it's come back to, to me and to our product team and basically saying like, hey, like, you know, if we could just tweak one or two things, it would make this way more efficient and it would make it, you know, far better for this particular use case. And so we're starting to collaborate, um, kind of like you said earlier, kind of more in the evaluation stage of like, okay, this is the business problem we're trying to solve. Hey, if we, you know, if we were to work together on a couple of items, like, do you think we could accomplish this? Um, and sometimes it's not necessarily development work, but sometimes it's just, you know, configuration and working with our implementation teams, but we're doing more and more of that. And I think it's creating better relationships with our customers. I think it's pushing our product in a lot of unique places. Right now in the last sprint that I just went through our development team with our Salesforce product manager with, I don't think there was one ticket in that entire sprint that wasn't associated to one of our consulting partners um, in some form or fashion, right? So I think it's it's pushed our product in a really cool way, um, but it's also just, yeah, I think it's just given us way better customers and way better use cases than we had historically. Um, but it, it has been a definite shift in how we look at referrals and, and how we ultimately, how our partners influence our roadmap, <laughs> if you want to be honest, if I'm being honest, so. No, totally. That That's really interesting, actually, because yeah, you guys kind of have um, a partnership driven sort of product strategy um, because a lot of the times the partners are sort of a, an intermediary or they're just some sort of filter between you and the end user. And so I think, yeah, I mean, I think that that even adds to kind of the importance of these partnerships because they're, yeah, in some cases they're going to be driving actual product decisions that you're making. Yeah. And I will say this too. And I think this is true about most, um, I don't know. I, I think it's true about a lot of software solutions is there's really rarely is there one piece of software that accommodates every single use case, you know, that you could ever imagine. But what really I think finesses products into solving for um, businesses is having strong solutions engineering, whether that's coming from, you know, yourselves as a consultant or ourselves as the ISV. But I think the combined solution that we deliver is been probably the most, I would say, I don't know, the most unique, but also a really cool way of us both winning business. Does that make sense? Like, I, I just think that like, you know, there's never going to be one piece of software, I, in my personal opinion, that will fit in the exact same way for everybody. But really what makes, I think, um, you know, a solution um, work well for customers is the ability of the people around it, right? How can we manipulate this? How can, well, how can we get creative about how we solve this business problem? Um, and getting to have that collaborative effort with our consulting partners has been just like really honestly a very cool experience. And I think it's it's really pushed, you know, how we position our product and yeah, ultimately, you know, what we put on the roadmap and what we choose to build. It's interesting. And we've talked a lot about benefits, you know, on both sides of the, of the coin from, you know, this is the benefit that I see for consultants. This is kind of the benefit that, or you see for consultants. And this is a benefit that I see for ISVs. And I think that, you know, if there were any unrealized benefits or benefits that you don't think many folks are taking advantage of with ISV partners, I mean, I'm curious to know, like, do you think there are any, or do you think that like, what are the benefits that folks should be looking out for um, within these partnerships? Yeah, totally. I think, um, so in the macro sense, I think that everybody should be focused more on, on customer experience. And I think we, we talked about this before, 
but I think having strong relationships with ISV partners is ultimately going to lead to better customer experiences, just full stop in a whole bunch of different ways. Um, I think with COVID in particular, and I think this is probably a trend that's, that's going to linger and probably stay for a while, even if, even if COVID starts to clear up, is that folks are being a lot more considered when making these types of purchasing decisions. So we're finding that customers are, um, they're still forward thinking. They still want to invest money in technology. Um, they're still, you know, they're still interested in making improvements to their, to their technology and to their businesses, but they're taking more time to consider different options. They're taking more time to analyze, you know, what's the ROI going to be on this? Is this really delivering value? Is this really solving a hard problem versus a soft problem? They're really taking more time to kind of evaluate their options. Maybe in the past, they would just sort of look at who's the market leader. What's the brand that we've heard before? Let's just go with that. And now they're demoing three or four different applications. They're going to look at some things that are sort of Salesforce native, things that are built onto Salesforce, things that are totally separate from Salesforce, building custom solutions. They're going to really take more time to evaluate the entire landscape. Um, and so I think that in that, you know, from that perspective, having those relationships with ISVs um, becomes important because you're, you're better able to demonstrate like what is the ROI going to be if you make an investment into our solution? Um, what is the value that we're delivering? What are the really killer features that are going to like take your sales team to the next level or, or whatever this specific use case is? Um, right. And so I think that that is something that is that's something that's changing a little bit. And it's, it's not a bad thing. I think that's actually a pretty healthy dynamic. And I think that companies that are, you know, that are organized and that are well situated to kind of make those arguments and really demonstrate that to customers are going to um, see the benefits of that. And then, and companies that aren't, I think are going to struggle a little bit or maybe be shocked a little bit at the level of scrutiny that didn't used to be there. And so yeah. You know, I think having a strong relationship helps that. I think just being organized and really taking the time to understand, you know, what are the outcomes of implementing your product and what are the, you know, what are the outcomes it's delivering? What's the ROI on that? I think all of those things are just becoming more and more important. And yeah. um, it, it just creates opportunity, right? Because if you can get organized around those ideas and concepts, I mean, you're going to, you're going to do a better job of, of uh, winning new customers. You're going to do a better job of delivering to your customers, um, so yeah, it's, it's not a bad change, but it's definitely something that I think has shifted a little bit um, over the course of this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that for some consultants, they've sort of steered away from ISV partnerships or they've been reluctant to recommend ISV products because they would rather build something custom and try to sort of capture some of that business. And Redpoint has really always been super kind of ISV friendly where if someone comes to us with a problem, and that's a problem that's like definitely been solved by, you know, there's really smart people all over the world that are thinking really deeply about how to solve specific problems. And if, if that's something that's already been solved, like let's save everybody time and money and deliver value and get somebody set up with a product that already does that instead of building something from scratch. And, and I think a lot of consultants just have, maybe they don't have the best incentives internally for that type of thing. Cause they're, they're right. more concerned about kind of capturing the business. But I think that we've found that if you can help your customers save money, if you can deliver higher quality solutions, because there's, you know, businesses that are just really focused on that one thing, 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that I think solving problems for customers is like that's the whole that's the whole game. Um, it's not about you know capturing the most amount of revenue or getting the biggest consulting project right out of the gate. It's just about solving problems for people, and that's really what as a consultant what people are relying on you for, and, and really kind of what they're what they're paying you for. That's the whole basis of that um, of that customer relationship. They're not going to remember you know, when they're talking to their friends or their other colleagues in the industry, they're not going to remember like, oh, Redpoint built us, you know, this formula that distributed leads in this really tricky way. They're going to remember kind of the emotional experience of like, we had this business challenge that we were facing out of the blue. It was really scary. We went to Redpoint and they helped us solve it. Um, the, the way that we solved it, whether it was introducing them to an ISV that was the right fit or you know, some combination of things is, is kind of secondary. And right. so I think that just trying to solve problems, trying to deliver the most value, focusing on customer experience is always the right thing to do. And it eventually it does come back. It comes back in the form of repeat business. It comes back in the form of referrals. Um, it does require a little bit of patience and a little bit more of a long-term, you know, perspective on things. Um, right. And there's, there's certainly companies out there that don't necessarily set up the right incentives from a sales or growth perspective that um that make those decisions easier but um but i don't know it served us really well and i think that's kind of the, the direction we're going to keep going in nice yeah well you know i know we've been chatting about this for almost an hour now and if i were to try to summarize everything that we've covered here today i think we've covered so many unique you know kind of just elements to the the salesforce ecosystem and community right now but really it sounds like you know first and foremost the biggest shift that I that we've talked about is that you know people are coming to consultants now and they're thinking digital first, right? They're thinking you know about solving problems um, in a vastly different way than they maybe would have used to, and um, I think that you know that that then results in all kinds of different. Um, I would say different types of relationships that would be built out with ISVs. And I'm really just curious to see, I hope, you know, that that kind of continues to accelerate, especially as, you know, folks start to kind of realize that, you know, there's more to be, more to be offered through some of these ISV relationships instead of just trying to build everything on your own. Um, so I'm really excited to see kind of what comes in the new year based off of some of the changes that we've seen in 2020. Um, but, you know, if you have any final thoughts, we'd love to hear them. But more than anything, Dana, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the Art of Conversation today. Um, I'm hoping that this is kind of a, a unique and, and interesting conversation that we get to put out there to share with everybody. But yeah, this has been really great. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, it was a great conversation. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very excited about 2021. I think it's going to be a great year for, you know, for the world, you know, for the business community, <laughs> for the Salesforce ecosystem. Um, I think, I think it's going to be, you know, a really great year with a lot of, a lot of optimism and a lot of positive things happening. And yeah, my only closing thoughts would be, you know, at least from a, from a Salesforce perspective and from a consulting perspective is like continue doubling down on the relationships that are meaningful, the, the relationships that are kind of built in authenticity and that are built around, um, you know, a shared vision of helping customers and to also just double down on customer experience, which I know I'm like a broken record um, for, <laughs> for using that word two dozen times. But um, I think, I think going forward and um, as we've seen in the past, it's just going to continue to be the most important thing. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you guys for tuning into the Art of Conversation.